Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Jim Gray. Hey, hey. Talking about Gray. Jim Gray. Jim Jell. Gray Slide. Don't be scared. It's just time for a word from our sponsors. So let's talk about sleep. Listen to these studies from Harvard and John Hopkins. Chronic sleep deprivation has been shown to lead to depression, diabetes, obesity, and cardiovascular disease. We need eight hours of sleep. I personally skate a lot better after eight hours of sleep. One of sleep's biggest problems, temperature. It's tough to get a good sleep if you're too hot. I want to tell you about the Pod by 8 Sleep. The Pod by 8 Sleep is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. It was developed by leading sleep researchers after tracking 43 million hours of sleep. It combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. It learns your sleep habits and adjusts the temperature automatically. That means if you like the bed cool, your partner likes the bed warm, now you can have both at the same time in a crazy comfortable bed. Sleep longer and deeper so you wake up refreshed and ready to take on the world. Try the pod for 100 nights, and if you don't love it, we'll refund your purchase and arrange a free pickup. They've already sold out of their first two batches, and they're going fast. For a limited time, get $150 off your purchase when you go to 8sleep.com pro. That's E-I-G-H-T sleep.com pro. 8sleep.com pro. Welcome to Believe in Skateboarding. I'm here sitting with a very special guest today, extremely special, I mean, maybe closer than most people I'll ever have on this show. Hmm. And so I guess we should probably start out by asking her the most important question, and that's, I'm Jim Gray. Who the hell are you? <laughs> I'm, Jim, I'm Jim Gray's mother, and uh, I, I consider that quite a favor. Quite a favor. Wow. So, so today oh, I God. thought... Well, oh God, of course. <laughs> yes, this is this is my mother. I thought, why not have my mom on a podcast? Because this show is about skateboarding. And it's about how skateboarding affects people's lives. And mm-hmm. I think my skateboarding has probably affected my mother's life. <laughs> well, 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 well. So why don't you tell us your real name, your full name. First, your born name. My, my first name is Solveig Maxtay. But um, that I'm, that's the one that I'm going under now. But I used to be Jim's father's wife before he died. Uh, and you so, were born as Solvay Eva? Yeah, I was born in the old country. And I was named, my name is Varnestam, which you do, can live without knowing, believe me. <laughs> I think people like to know things like that. So, so yes, my mother was born in Sweden, mm-hmm. and uh, she moved here when, how old were you when you came here? 1950, I was 25. 25. So my mother got a toothache, and my mother's aunt that she moved here with brought her to the dentist, and the <laughs> dentist happened to be this young, good-looking man named Robert Lawrence Gray. That was, was my father. Was he ever good-looking? How did you describe when you first saw him? What was your impression? My question? Your impression when you first met him. My impression was he can't ever be 70. And if he has got a wife and five kids, 
I'd kill myself. Yes, so my mother was very attracted to my father. So yeah. she, she showed up for my aunt's older dentist who had retired or passed away, <laughs> and my father took over. So my mom met my father in the dental chair, this cute little Swedish thing in her poodle skirts, and mother was quite the fashion star. Um, <laughs> so she met my father, and they had four children. I am the youngest of four. So that's all you need to know about me. We grew up in L.A., moved to Orange County when I was about seven. But let's talk about skateboarding, Mom. Let's... Yeah, I know. I understand. You skateboarded from the, from the time you could walk nearly. <laughs> so let's talk about your let's talk about your skateboard experience. Oh, when well. I yelled at you, jump off before you hit the bottom of the driveway, and you didn't. What happened? I don't know. I probably hurt myself. Yeah, I think you hurt your ankle. I'm always been climbing. Yes. I've always fallen down and hurt myself. Well, I think I was about 13, and you, you decided you wanted to jump on my skateboard and roll down the driveway. And you did, and I saw you coming to the bottom of the driveway, and I'm like, no, no, jump off, jump off, because I knew what was going to happen, and you didn't jump off. So you waited till you hit the bottom of the driveway, and you fell, and you hurt your ankle. So, and I said, never more. Yes, never more. So what were, what are your... What funny things can you remember about me skateboarding as a kid? <laughs> skateboarding? Well, I'm mostly funny. I could remember being sitting watching you and nearly dying when you were down in that hole. <laughs> I think she's talking about the Big O skate park. Mostly. Yes. yes. It, was, it was frantic. She used to say, don't, don't, don't do airs over my head. I'm going to pee my pants. Uh, yes. <laughs> if I would ever have been that uh, vulgar. I would. Vulgar, yes. My mom doesn't use bad words like that. I was raised properly. I learned how to cuss later in life. It would be very hard to believe, wouldn't it? It would be hard to believe I was raised properly. Yes. Mm. Um, I was. I would say I was hatched, not raised. I was. I was accused of all sorts of things growing up. So, so well, you, you took the little girl home from school every day, and you carried her books. And then you came home one day, and you were so proud because you had kissed her. Oh my God! That was first grade. Christina Perez. Christina Perez. Wow, that's funny. Yes, mother, your memory. So you're a romantic. Oh, that's what I was accused of, but I don't think so anymore. I'm not. Oh, I think you are. No. I absolutely think you are. <laughs> so let's talk about um, what what experiences you've had. What is skate What has skateboarding done to your life? Right, skateboarding's affected your life because it's such a big part of my life. Yeah, it affected my life more that I I got scared of it. You got because scared that I was going to get hurt. Everybody was hurt all the time. Okay. You went to the hospital and you had a spleen operated on and you weren't too terribly nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was definitely, I was 21 years old when I ruptured my spleen in the Schroeder's backyard ramp. Mm -hmm. And um, yes, I've been told by many people I was quite the jerk in the hospital. Um, I remember mm -hmm. they cut me open and I had staples down my belly and I was very, I was very sore and grumpy. I was 21 and, and irritated. And I remember people coming into the hospital room and they would want to like pamper me. And I'd be like, just leave me alone uh, because I wanted my shot of Demerol. I wanted my drugs. I wanted the, the pain to go away. So I get reminded of that. This is like, what, how old am I now? So that's 40 something years later or almost 40 years later, 30 something years later. I get reminded of what a jerk we I was in the hospital. You could probably say that you did some good things too. I did some good. Oh, I hope you can say I did some good things. Um, <laughs> So I, I believe it or not, Mom, I ruptured my spleen, and I've hurt myself a few other ways, but do you realize, and I'm going to knock on some wood when I say this, but I've never broken a bone in my life. 
and, and people find that very surprising. I know it's coming. It'll probably there's be, still time. Oh, there's plenty of time. There's plenty of time. So what bone do you what bone do you predict that I will break first? Holy cow! It's got to be the arms. Got to be legs. the arms or the legs. Okay. The legs, no doubt. <laughs> I'm, I, uh, I'm hoping it's none of the above, but you're you're voting for arms or legs. I might not go visit you in the hospital. <laughs> Who knows? Well, hopefully it'll be a quick visit to the ER and a cast. I hope. You know. <laughs> So, so you mean you let people listen to this? People do listen to this. People are actually going, oh, that's, people see pictures of, that I post on Facebook and Instagram. They say, your mom is so cute. Okay, <laughs> let's talk about my friends, the old bros. Right, we've gone to their beer, their beer parties down in Encinitas. Uh, <laughs> they let you pose in front of the whole group and take a picture. You're like the you're like the queen of the ball. John McStay came to me and he said, "You're the bastard is drunk." The bastard is drunk. Are you talking about the time I came yes. home drunk? Oh, yes. Yes. Well, look at that. Random out of the blue. And We're talking about my mom, and she's talking about me getting drunk when I was 12. I was defending you. I yes. said, he's a good little boy. He doesn't drink. No, I actually love the taste of beer. So when I was about 12 years old, a lady in the neighborhood asked me if I would mow her lawn. And she said she'd give me like $10 to mow her lawn. So I mowed her lawn and she had some younger kids that were like six or seven or something like that. And I think she went to the store mm-hmm. and, and one of the kids goes, do you like beer? And I'm like, yeah, I love the taste of beer. I always did. Because uh, my Irish stepfather had no problem letting me have a sip of beer. But I didn't ever drink that much. So they showed me in the backyard, they had a keg, a keg of beer. And it was cold. And so it was a hot day. It was a summer day. It was like 80 or 90 degrees out. And I'm mowing the lawn. And I remember they had these little glass cups. that I'm guess they're probably like 12 ounce cups from like Taco Bell or something. And I remember I filled up like seven or eight of those things and oh just chugged gosh. them down. And I um, thought you were just and, tired. And you thought I was your innocent little boy. Yes. Yeah. But, but the Irish uh, father knew I smelled like, a, I think he said, ah, Seamus, you smell like a brewery. You know what I mean? And, uh, and yeah, I started tossing my cookies. And so... Yeah, um, but that's not what we were talking about. Yes, that happened. I, I was drunk when I was 12. So uh, I drank more before I was 21 than I have since. I don't. I hardly drink at all anymore, I think, which a lot of people find very fascinating and, and don't even understand. I just, alcohol doesn't really do much for me. So I, I prefer to stay away from it. I don't like being hungover. But we were talking about you. We're yeah, talking, about, we're talking about, about you and the skateboarders. All the skateboarders around here, right? To taking you to 4th of July parties at the old bro ramp. Uh, I've taken you to uh, their their brewery parties they've had for their uh, duck foot beer they have and they all take pictures of you and everybody just loves seeing you show up they're most wonderful people yeah well that's why that's why that's why you're doing this podcast to tell people so how about say thank you to all the skateboarders that have been nice well well, thank you for listening to all this garbage all this garbage (laughs) you're saying that our our conversation is not worth listening to well it's not uh, saint augustine it's not Saint Augustine. Yes, my mother is an old school Roman Catholic, so she uh, she still lets that torment her on a regular basis. It's not a popular thing to these days. Oh, whoever does anything based on popular, mm. I certainly don't. I don't think anyone in our family does. Let's talk about that. You have four children. Are any of your children normal? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so let's describe them. My oldest sister, Chris. Describe my oldest sister, Chris. My own sister, Chris. She's um, a, a reporter. She started out to be a reporter, now reporter, and then she um, is an associate editor to a Catholic magazine. Newspaper, she goes to, the Catholic newspaper, newspaper, and she goes to um, mass five times a day, and she says she can't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> 
But she's won lots of awards. Last time I went to her office, she had like 20 awards sitting on her desk. Yeah. Just she, ones she needed to hang up. So she does really well at her writing. Yeah, that's why she got the job, I guess. Yes. So, and then what, what would we call, what, what was she, what is she fanatical about? Besides making sure that you're alive. Yeah, well, that's about what she's fanatical. She has a, she has a thing in every room spying on me. No, I put those in. But I yes, it was. Eat, a, we had I, cameras you, in my mom's house so we could check on her when she doesn't hear her phone. You put those in. I no, put those but in. Do you realize you you took sex out of my life for the rest of my life? <laughs> <laughs> oh, mom, we'd all be cheering you on. So you just stop. Like uh, we, I took sex out of her life by putting cameras in her home. Wow. <laughs> well, so my eight-year-old mom is letting you know that she's uh, she's still room. got it. I'm still rocking now. I'm You're not. still rocking. I'm oh not my God. still rocking. Oh my! You never know. Life's not over yet. So so. But wait a second. What else is she fanatical about? What she's fanatical about? Climbing for, mountains. And what else? Animals. Come on. Animals. Bleeding cats, heart for animals. Cats. If there's a if there's a lizard limping across the street, she'll like call out the national guard to have the lizard helped across the street. She's uh, she's pretty fanatical when it comes to animals, and we love our sister Chris. So let's to go down the next one. Your your second daughter Teresa mm -hmm. Terry, as I call her. Um, Teresa Cardona is her name now, and she's a nurse. Mm -hmm. And tell us about Chris. What what makes her not normal? Well, um, I I I love having Teresa around me because she loves L.A. as much as I did when I first came there, and she is off every weekend somewhere to go to some gallery, to go to some club meeting, concert or, to go yeah. to a concert. Yeah, I she, did tell them that last week. I saw them that she's a busybody, no doubt, and and she sure. So she's not normal and boring. And she she's a she's a, like a head nurse at at Huntington Memorial Hospital, right in Pasadena, mm -hmm. something like that. Works in the um, the what she work in the what's it called the emergency room. She works oh, isn't she? ER, yeah. yeah, she ER. does that now. She doesn't work on the floor. She's the she's the paperwork guru. So all right, now let's talk about let's talk about the golden child of our family, the third child, my brother, the one who taught me how to ride a skateboard, John Patrick Gray. You never had any issues or problems or troubles with John Gray ever in your whole life, did you? He was a nice little boy. Then what happened? But he chased girls, too. He chased girls, too. <laughs> Boys are I supposed mean, to chase girls but within reason. A, he was a good little boy. So he'd always go with you shopping wow. because he liked shopping and... That's um, well, you know, and it turns out that he became a fashion designer, so he yeah. liked shopping because obviously yeah. he, when he was out shopping with you, he appreciated the difference between flannel and a and a brushed twill. Quicksilver. Quicksilver, yes, he worked at Quicksilver. He worked at Gotcha. He worked at Pacific Sunwear. Yeah. Uh, he worked at Toes on the Nose. John's done a bunch of stuff and a lot of freelance work. Well, he was very lucky because he got to go and see the whole world before it fell apart. Yeah, John Gray, my brother, has got to go to India, all over Europe, Asia, to source out fabrics and, and meet with suppliers and eat interesting foods on somebody else's dime. So I got to go to the United States doing skateboard demos in the mall parking lots. He, <laughs> he got to go to the Taj Mahal. So uh, things were a little different. Okay, so then that's your three children. And uh, John Gray now is still, he's still going to do some freelance art, but he's a real estate agent. So he's selling real estate, which is a big surprise to me because I got my real estate license when I was 18, but I never really sold real estate. I worked in the mortgage business. You John never, Gray waited till he's you like... You never shut up long enough. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I never shut up long enough. Is that why I have a podcast? Because I like to talk. Uh, yeah, well, that should sell a lot of houses if you... 
talk the wrong right thing. You're right. Let's hope. Let's. Hope. John can talk too. John Gray. He's more of a comedian. My brother's way funnier than me, and not just looking. I mean, we're both funny looking, but uh, you know, he's actually funny in a whimsical sense. He does voices, and you know, bring on the clowns. I mean, things that I can't do. Um, I just sing badly now and then. So yeah. no, we we love we love our family. So let's get to your your last child, the one you're sitting here right now, recording a podcast. My mom asked me a couple of weeks ago, like I told her I did a, started a podcast. She's like, "Oh my, tell me about that. What is that? I hear that name all the time. What is a podcast?" And so I explained to her it's the modern day radio show. They're, they're talking about it on the TV all the time, and yeah, you I know them. And, and they. it's not even in the dictionary. It's not in the. It, it probably is by now. Yeah, no. but if you yeah. used a computer or you used your phone to Google it and search stuff like the rest of the world does, but you're a little old-fashioned, you would realize that podcast is all over the place. So, and I like the way you said they are talking about. It. I love that term. Someday I want to do a whole show just on they, you know them. <laughs> Who are you know you know they? They said we can do this. They said we can. Oh, you know them. You know those people. <laughs> you ever quit talking? <laughs> well, I want to talk about them. Who are they? I keep. I look around the corner. Who are? Where are they? Who are they? Why are they all telling us what to do? But we don't see them. So how can we know who they are? No, we don't know who they are. <laughs> okay, so now we're now we're we're down to your last child, me. What, what, what's what's my full name? Tell the world my full name. James Robert. James Robert. Gray. Yes. And when was I born? Hmm? When was I born? What day of your you life did I did I ruin? On Christmas morning, of all things. Yeah, so yeah, I, you made a very interesting Christmas. Yeah, I ruined Christmas for my for my brothers and sisters because mommy wasn't by the Christmas tree. Mommy was in the hospital getting a C-section. <laughs> so, uh, so I think I'm indebted to all of them for life and to you for as well for ruining your Christmases. Well, that was some a strange weekend, that's for <laughs> sure. But you were worth it, I think. Was I? Okay, good. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the things that have taken place in my life that you remember. Well, you got married when you were very young. I did. I did. 17 and 19. No. We thought you were crazy. 18 and 21. 18 and 20, were you? Yes. 18 okay. and 21. I stand corrected. You do. So um, what about when I split my tongue in half? Do you remember that? Mm. Do you remember when I split my tongue in half? Oh, Yes. The the Nora Gray and Nora, Nora Jones. Jones in San Francisco. She still talks about that. Yes, I you was. You went to the doctor and 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 you went to the hospital, and your tongue mended in just a couple of days. Yes, no I. No stitches. Uh, I I was well, like probably what led my way towards liking to do things on skateboard. I used to like to climb up on the roof in the house and jump off the roof into the grass and things like that. So I climbed up on their cinder block wall and I jumped off. And I, I used to be able to bend really nicely. I wish I could still bend that way. And I squatted so deep in my knees that I shoved my knee into my chin and I bit my tongue in half. So, it was, uh, um, yeah, I think that's the only way to get to quiet. Oh, wow. As you can see, there's a common theme here. My mom says I'm a big mouth. So, well, well if, what does it say if the shoe fits? <laughs> if it squawks like a duck? Uh, yeah, if it works like a duck, it squawks like a duck. So we're sitting here in your beautiful house in Oceanside. I love coming down here. A lot of people that know me from just Facebook and Instagram, they mm. see pictures of me and you here, and they all think you're you're yes. wonderful. And I wanted them to be able to meet you and realize that you're really not that wonderful. You're kind of a crotchety mm. old witch. But... <laughs> 
Well, if you had no front teeth, you would be crotchety. Oh, we just got back from the dentist because my mom, one of my mom's teeth popped out. So we're having to get that repaired. <laughs> so popped down on their own. <laughs> mom, mom is not exactly wanting to go out in public. She said she's cancel all her meetings with the queen this week. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not. She's not prepared for her blue blood social events. Oh shh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sh- oh, my mother is she will not brag about herself but I'll brag my mother is a very talented artist mm-hmm. she's drawn many beautiful pictures in her life I still see come out of some of her boxes uh, she speaks many languages what languages do you speak? Swedish English French Latin whatever we had good we had a good school in Sweden yeah, well Americans are dumb yeah. we know that all yeah. you Americans out there you're stupid hey, just face it I'm one of you I worked I worked for 20 years in the school system I never saw anything more pitiful in my life in America yeah in, in, in Europe really, you were taught to learn different languages at what age did you start learning different languages oh I, we started at 11 when we started high school we started Latin for two years then I took German for five years, which did me no good because I was listening to Hitler all the time, and I wouldn't want to speak English, speak German if it's, if they saved my life, I couldn't do it. Well, you have to. Unfortunately, that's like uh, Hitler affects the German people, but the, all the German people I know want nothing to do with Hitler. Don't, I so, know. I, but I, when you were a child, Hitler was associated with. My best friends were German. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, I, I know. You, well, I brought Germans over here that you. But it was over fifty years ago. My yeah. gosh. <laughs> You're old, lady. How old are you? Eighty-nine next time in April. Yeah, I'll be fifty-seven next month. So. Holy you, you're, cow. You're, you even have old kids. You don't even have young kids anymore. No, I know. I <laughs> How many grandchildren do you have? I four, but four, I mean no, I have seven four, grandchildren. Seven grandchildren. Yeah. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah, I have a big family. Yeah, and of course my kids are your favorite, right? <laughs> no, she loves all her grandkids. They're okay. I love it. I love them all. They're good. They're okay. also like your children. None of them are normal. We have no normal children in our family, I don't think. With everyone, everyone in our family floats to a little different beat. Uh, they kind of do their own thing. Uh, they don't really tolerate society's rules in general. I mean, you have a, you have a pretty rebellious family when it comes right down and to you it. you hardly ever follow the rules. <laughs> yeah, but we don't disrespect people. That's the thing. We're respectful to people. We were definitely raised oh, to be respectful. No, of course, Why, there's no reason to be bad to people. Yeah, I don't because I, I think rules are rules are guidances for people who are too dumb to get through life on their own. That's how I look at rules in general. Mm-hmm. I don't break rules for the sake of breaking rules. I look at rules and go, okay, that was there because most people are stupid, and if you don't make a rule, they won't know what to do. I'm like, I kind of have some common sense. I kind of know what to do, but mm-hmm. that rule is just kind of getting in my way, so I'm just going to go around that rule and leave that one to the side for now. And I think that's... Amen, you must have gotten that from your mother. I think maybe, maybe, <laughs> but it, it sure has passed through our family. I know I know. Christina never backs down at work or play, and, uh, and you, Terry and my brother ever, Johnny. If you ever turn those spiky lights that were off some night, maybe... Maybe there's a chance. Oh. <laughs> wow, my 88-year-old mother is going back to being upset that we have cameras because she wants to sneak men in here. Wow. You see, now you said you aren't a romantic. You are a romantic. You're hoping Don Juan's going to knock on your door and say, Hello, Soli. I want to wine and dine you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wine and dine you is the last thing they have in mind. <laughs> wow. People wonder where my... Um, the lively mind comes from. 
Oh, well, it's not hard to have a lively mind when you're around people who are dumb. <laughs> well, I just wanted to introduce you to some of my skate friends. You yeah, know, those, um, are, those are, you are, are probably very intelligent people. Yes, and you've all been very good to mom. I've taken her to contests where people come up and they hand her food and they bring her drinks. And uh, she's been very well taken care of. Absolutely. I I agree about that. When I worked down at Transworld Skateboarding, sometimes her and dad would come down to parties and meet lots of people that worked there. So so skateboarding didn't ruin my mom's life. It ruined my life, but it only affected my mom's life (laughs) um, negatively when I was laying in the hospital or I was bleeding. But... uh, (laughs) Other, other than that, I think skate. Do you think skateboarding's been good for my life? I don't know if it has. That's it. Do I, do you think I'm happy? No, you look very happy, but yeah. I didn't think it comes from the skateboarding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, well, I think some of it comes from skateboarding. Yeah, some of it does. Of okay. I, right. I, I would grant you that one. So my mom's going to give me like twenty percent of my happiness comes from skateboarding. comes from just being born an incredibly wonderful, caring, loving person. (laughs) Absolutely, if you may say so. If I may say so. I am saying so. That's the thing about a podcast, Mom. You can say whatever you want. Mm -hmm. I can say I'm the greatest guy ever. Everyone can be out there listening and say, no, you're not. You're a jerk. But guess what? I can't hear him talking back. So whoever's out there who hates me right now, you know, you know, Kiss my ass. It doesn't matter. Like it's, it's, it's like, and you know that I, I love most of skateboarders. So most people, most people listening are going to be people I like. All right. But there's a few jerks who are going to listen and go, why do, I, why do people even listen to this jerk? And, uh, and that's okay, but they can't talk back to me. So that's kind of, that's better. Cause in school I used to talk and I got, I got put out of the classroom. Now they can't do, put me out of the classroom. Do you know, that's exactly the way I think. Yeah. You could say whatever you want to, but it doesn't going to make, it's not going to make me unhappy. No, I, this, I, I think uh, it's a cho- life is a choice. I made a choice to do this and, uh, mm-hmm. and share a little bit of life and my friends mm-hmm. with people. people find, some people find it interesting. Some people don't. If they don't, all they do is tune out. They don't have to be here. Right? That's the thing. Everything's a choice. You I know, know, that. You know I, I came know to that. take you to the dentist today. You could have said, hell with you. I don't want you taking me to the dentist. I'm going to walk. You know, but, uh, but no, you let me take you to the dentist. See, it's a choice. Oh, and you could walk too. You're right. I in probably need day. to walk more. Yeah. Well, so so what do you what as a final thing to the skateboarders of the world? I what do you have to say? The skateboarders of the world is I would say watch your spleen. <laughs> <laughs> watch your spleen. No, well, I can tell you don't watch your spleen because you'll probably rupture it if you think about your I'll spleen. Be kind to your mother. Yes. Because she's suffering a lot watching you. Yeah, you hear that, skateboarders? Realize the torture you put upon your mother and at least mm-hmm. respect. I've come back here with like massive swell bows and have my mom shriek at the top of her mind. Yeah, and, yes, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I walked in here with 16 stitches in my f- head last year and she had kind of a rather um, well, I know, have one in the knee-jerk garage. reaction. Yeah. I have a huge picture of you skateboarding flying through the air. She does. I know. Does that make you proud? Does it make you proud that I've been yeah, having a good time with skateboarding? Yeah, it does make me proud. Okay. Does it make you proud that I made skateboards that went all over the world? Someone in, in, in probably, I used to sell to 65 countries. So, I mean, it probably went farther than that. But knowing mm-hmm. that, that your son made products that people are having fun on mm-hmm. in, who knows, 75, 80 countries around the world. That's the that's the part that is good. That's really it, cool. It makes you forget all the other dumb things. Yeah, you know. So I'm a dumb skateboarder, but I let other dumb skateboarders have fun. 
So I can be dumb, but I help the other dumb people of the world enjoy being dumb. It's just, it's a crazy <laughs> no. thing. So you raise a child to spread dumbness throughout the world. Communist. No, you're not, not communist. Dumbness. No. Turn your hearing aids up. My mom has hearing aids. So if, if half her answers seem like she was talking to somebody else, it's because she doesn't hear what I say. They're paid for. Yeah, they're paid for. No, actually, my mom did really good. Uh, about a year ago, she needed new hearing aids. And man, we had the hardest conversations because... You know, you'd actually I could hear every word you say. Yeah, you'd ask That's her how wonderful. how's it going today, and she's like, "Where did you go to play?" I, I was uh, almost I was almost deaf for a whole year, and I will tell you, you might as well just die. But wait a second, hard. I thought you were always telling me to shut up. So, make, yeah, so you didn't I, really want me to shut up. I'm so happy that I hear every word of it that I don't care. You can sit there and bellyache till the end of the world. I'm not a bellyacher. I'm just a talker. Well, brag then. Brag then. <laughs> okay, well, I, every, everybody, this is my mom. My mom's awesome. She's the woman who gave me life, who gave me um, a positive attitude. She always was there to support me. And she, you know, I made her pee her pants a few times watching me skate. So she deserves some respect for, for sticking through that. And I think all you skateboarders out there need to respect your mom and all the crap she had to put up with because you rode a skateboard. So Absolutely, do it. So we love all you guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Mom, say Thank goodbye you. to everybody. Thank you very much. It was nice not seeing you. It was nice not seeing you. <laughs> it was nice to virtually make your acquaintance. <laughs> it was nice to make your acquaintance. <laughs> all right. Well, you guys all have a wonderful day, morning, afternoon, or whenever the hell you're listening to this thing. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. This is Jim Gray from Believe in Skateboarding on the Believe Network. Have a good one.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.